Hey guys, welcome to our second international podcast. We are a Dutch podcast called Einbase. Um, translated, it means final bosses. So we interview people that have unique knowledge or have unique skills. And, you know, in a certain area. It can be everything from sports, from uh, being an entrepreneur or in the field of health. And today we're talking to an actual shaman. We're talking about shamanism, plant medicines. And today in our podcast, we had our friend Gino, who is a shaman from Peru. And we have experienced um, plant medicine ceremonies with him. And, well, our fans are really demanding uh, via email and Facebook messages that they love it when we talk about these subjects. So, well, here you go. Today you have a podcast with an original shaman from Peru who's talking about ayahuasca. Uh, different plant medicines, about Icaros, the songs that they sing, why do they sing it, how do we get the songs, um, how does it work with our energy field, how does it work with our body, our spirit, soul. Man, this podcast has been an absolute blast and I'm really blessed um, to have Gino in, in the podcast here in the studio and I'm sure you guys uh, will enjoy it as well. Please visit our sponsors, Nutrafit.com, uh, where we sell honored supplements, bulletproof supplements, natural stacks and pure pharma uh, we are the only supplier that actually gives a money-back guarantee on all these supplements order the supplements if you don't like them send them um, you don't have to even have to send them back and you get your money back so that's the best thing that we can do for you go to nutrofit.com um, thanks for watching and uh, enjoy this podcast this podcast is sponsored by nutrofit Official distributor of Honored Supplements in the Benelux and powerful supplier of Bulletproof and Natural Stacks. Your online place to buy supplements and training gear that will help you achieve total human optimization. Try with no risk with our Nutrofit money back guarantee. Shipping all across Europe within 24 hours. Find us at www.nutrofit.com
We heard that before. Sure did, man. <laughs> God damn. All right. For the people that are just tuning in, um, today, um, yeah, it's going to be our second uh, English podcast with a reason. Uh, as you all have been listening, uh, we talk a lot about ayahuasca, uh, plant medicines, healing of all kinds of sorts. And um, today we have our Peruvian friend, Gino, yep. who's very involved in the plant medicines, shamanism. Hello. And uh, welcome to the studio, man. It's like very nice that you came all the way from Peru just for us for this uh, video interview. We're going international. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I really look into, um, yeah, talking about, you know, the plant medicines, shamanism. How con consciousness. Consciousness, which yeah. is very important part in this, uh, in this uh, playground. Playground of the universe, I have to say. Mm. So, can you give me a small introduction about yourself? So the people know, um, and can you you can switch the microphone if you want, like okay. keep it close to your uh, face. First of all, hi, Wigert and uh, Michelle. Thank you for inviting me this morning. Uh, I happened to be visiting Holland. I did uh, many times before. Okay. I studied yeah. uh, architecture for a while in the Rotterdam uh, Bauzentrum in 1985, and then I knew I was going to come back sometime here, and there you go. I came last year for some work, uh, architecture and also healing work, and uh, now I'm here back again. Cool. Did a lecture at Delft University on uh, uh, ancestral building systems of the Incas and some uh, healing also, spiritual healing through medicine and master plants. Mm. So that's more or less about. Yeah, so um, can you explain in a few words what shamanism actually means? 
What does a shaman do? What does healing mean? You know. Okay. Well, in the first place, I don't, I don't feel myself as a shaman. Uh, I think that we all have this uh, strength, spiritual strength, that when you put it together, can be healing for yourself and for other people. You can give it a name: shaman, a curandero, vegetalista. There are many names. Um, but a shaman, what I have been going through my whole life, because I have been involved in spiritual work since I was 15, that I recall going in and out of the of that path, because life is like that. It takes you out, and then you go to different things, and then you come back with more conviction. Mm. But again, at the end of my journey, or not at the end, but uh, at this stage of my life, uh, I got to understand many things. When I went to the jungle a couple of years ago, for the call of the one of the master plants, there are others, mainly ayahuasca. And uh, I really got introduced to her in a, in a very uh, different way, because uh, I never felt a call. I wasn't even curious. I went Peruvian. I knew it was a plant from the jungle for witchcraft and, I don't know, healing, like San Pedro in the Sierra. But uh, anyway, it doesn't matter why you come or how you come. Sometimes it's a call. Sometimes some other person brings you there. And, and that was my case. And I mainly did it because I was dating an American girl at that, at that time, and she was so pushy and saying, you need to come, you need to come, you need to come. She's calling you. So I went there, and uh, I really got amused of what this plant can do in your life. It's really, really amazing, the healing and the death that she can take you. And she did with me. During three long ceremonies, they were long, they were different. But the main thing is that, uh, to answer to your question, shaman, I think uh, this is not a, uh, a Peruvian word. Uh, I I know that this word, in, in Peru, the, the, the people that do this work are called, or in, in, I think in South America also, I don't know, uh, are called uh, either curanderos or vegetalista or palero. I'll explain. Curandero is the healer. It's more addressed to healing uh, with, diff- with the different uh, 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 tools. I, uh, last uh, some months ago, uh, my maestro, uh, uh, we were in Lima, and and then uh, there was this old, uh, older maestro, seventy-five years old, and he he did a ceremony in my house for for us. We were like four. He had a different old system from the Shipibus and and uh, different tools. But he was mainly a healer. He would uh, like put his hands in your body absorb the energy from the bad energy so this is different levels like there are some shamans that they only heal with the mapacho and the chacapa and the rattle and there are others that are mainly addressed to healing diseases and they go more deep by touching different parts of your body Mm. but again 
I keep going uh, somewhere else. Again, going back to your question, the shaman to me is based on four, it's like a table with four legs. It comprises the warrior, the healer, the seer, and the maestro. Some people have one or two, very little have the four of them. And uh, and you have to, you really need to have the four of them and you need to be evolved as a person spiritually inside because there are many people that can le- get to learn these methods. It's simple. Anybody can open a ceremony and invite a little bit of these plants and learn some, song, some songs. But it's not about that. It's about really having those four legs and applying it in the ceremony. Uh, the warrior definitely comes in the ceremony and the healer is there during the whole ceremony with all these tools and the seer to really get to see what is going on on those these different levels of energies. And of course, the maestro that leads all of this, comprises all of this together, putting it all together to have a, a very deep ceremony. So that to me is a shaman, but going in a little bit back in history, it, it comes from, uh, from the tribe of Tungus in the, the Himalaya, uh, Tibet. And uh, it was, in, the word was salmon with an S, meaning in the translation is the one who knows. And, and to me, the one who knows when you ask this in a tribe is the one who knows when to plant, when to harvest, when is it going to be a very good hunting season, when is it going to rain, uh, and that's the, 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 when is it, how to heal a little boy because there is no doctors, how to give advice to the community as a seer, how to really give uh, these um, tips of, the, of evolving to the community so everybody, everybody will be uh, <coughs> benefit. <coughs> this is the, the summon, the one that he mainly was the elder. It's been everywhere, in Asia, in South America, in uh, Tibet. There's always this elder that is being taken care of by the community they they don't have to work they are given food and cloth and everything they just have to do this i compare it to the leaders of a company in japan <laughs> it's funny because i have read that the there is one person in these big enterprises that only is there to solve the problems of the company they, he doesn't have to do anything and when a problem comes, he's taken to the top roof where there is a beautiful room with a pyramid and he just sits there and goes to the problem. This is the work of this man. This is compared. The work of Simon is just addressed to those four issues. Uh, vegetalista or curandero is the healer vegetalista is the one that knows about the plants. It's not only master plants, there's also medicine plants. Every plant has a spirit. When you are in that realm and during the ceremony, you can really see that everything is alive, even a boar. My first, when I did it some years ago, I was in the toilet and I saw the boar, <laughs> which is dead, 
totally alive. Molecularly, it was all the molecules going to the floor and getting inside me. So the second message is we are all one. Yeah. Everything vibrates and everything overlaps. And when you understand that if we are all one, how can you harm your neighbor if it's part of you? You, you, you then start becoming conscious. Palero, we call it, we call palo a stick. But in this, I don't know why they call it stick because it's referring to a tree. The palero is the one that uh, handles the, the trees and the medicine trees. So when somebody is a palero, vegetalista, curandero, then that man really knows a lot. I don't know if that answers your question. It definitely does. Yeah. That's a long answer, but I like long answers. And we've got the time, man. So, uh, yeah, keep uh, keep talking. I'm sorry. But um, <coughs> usually Michelle uh, has questions. Mm. So, <laughs> I do. I have a lot of questions. Um, okay. But um, the first thing that comes to mind is I heard you mention master plants. That's plural. Mm-hmm. So, uh, next to ayahuasca, there are more master plants that do healing what difference uh, what's the difference between a master plant and a healing plant okay a healing plant is more addressed to your body and diseases there's a lot uh, during the diet uh, there's different levels there's like ceremonies one two three little retreats a little bit more deep and longer and dietas the dieta is like 10 to 15 days deep in the jungle with a very, very mm, mild and, and short food, no salt, no sugar. When you take out salt and sugar from your food, it really enhances your senses very, very highly. So you can really embrace the medicine plants you're taking daily. And of course, the master plant ayahuasca that you take, and it really gets deep in your DNA. These medicine plants are addressed to different um, diseases or pain in your body. Hmm. Like when I do, I usually take renaquilla, which is very good for the muscles, muscles uh, pain, and tawari, and. Um, Bobinsana also, these different plants, and they, they, these plants are cooked, reduced, and, and then you, you're given a jar, and you drink one little jar every day. And then you get the mariri, which is the spirit of the plant. You, 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 when you drink, you, you feel, you have to feel and, and be in an attitude of drinking the spirit of the plant inside your body. Mm-hmm. And that really gets you a lot of healing. Every time I do go to the jungle, I, have a re- I had an accident in my lower back in a car and I had two vertebrae so I crashed. So I have a lot of back pain. But when I go to the jungle, really, I can hardly bend and when I go out I'm totally new doing wow. yoga acrobatics uh, <laughs> cartwheels through the jungle <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that's good yeah um, so again uh, the other master plans sorry uh, there are kind of uh, Iboga also from mm. Africa different work mm. uh, and also San Pedro in, in the highlands of Peru very strong uh, cactus master 
different different work also it links you more to nature and earth and peyote in Mexico so there are there are and in Toe is the the, the the floripondio which is the the, the bell flower mm -hmm. I don't know how to call it they're very very strong master plants and the difference is that medicine plants are to heal your body master plants are to heal your spirit and giving you awareness yeah and, and, and that's um that's one of the fascinating parts for me because if you talk about spirit what is it exactly that you mean by that because is that your consciousness or is that something that transcends your consciousness what do you consider spirit well that's a very good one first of all i'm gonna go to the one i like the only thing i know is that i know nothing First of all, I know very little. I don't have all the answers. I'm no shaman, no preacher. I'm just one more divine soul as you all are. With a little drops of knowledge that were given to me through time. Time is the best master and experience of the life that you live because your life is just based on your decisions you take. And uh, <clears throat> to me, The spirit, I think that when you say the body is comprised by bodies, the mind, and the spirit or the soul, I have this um, difference between spirit and soul. I think the soul is the one that inhabits your body, and the spirit is the one that connects you to the source. This is to me the message that I had. The soul inhabits and the soul lives, but the, the bridge is the spirit because the spirit is always connected to the source. But you don't know unless you're awakened. Mm -hmm. Once you wake up, pow, it is one, the spirit and the soul. This is just my humble answer. Mm. I don't know. This is what I know. That raises a lot of more questions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first one I have is uh, obviously the one about the thing you connect to, the source. Yeah. Okay. Is, what exactly is this thing? Yeah. But I wanted to dip a little bit more more on the on this thing that your spirit because some, many times the, uh, the question comes out that who am I? You know, it's very very thin the line. So it's like to me first ask who, to know who you are is better to ask who you are not and then the list gets a little shorter everything that has the word my my house my job my car my wife my mind my ideas my beliefs is is kind of uh, gets the word mine because of property So who you are is the one that owns that. Who who say my, my soul? Even your soul is an awareness of property. Mm. Who is saying my soul? So again, to me, that is just consciousness. There's one big consciousness to me that comes from the source, and the source you can call it God or the beard, the one that has a beard there, or but to me. I really I have a very different view on this one. I think that uh, there's always a light and darkness. There's always a, a balance. And 
I don't know, I had this vision of these huge balls of energy in, in the open space counteracting with the black holes, which is the darkness. The black hole sucks all the energy and makes it disappear. So who feeds the dark, the dark holes? There's also this, to me I saw it like huge balls of, of energy, light and sparks feeding these dark holes to help maintain the balance and that's the source, these little sparks that decide to come to whatever planet you decide to come mm. to put the seed in the bulb. And this is a beautiful school. We have chosen the third rock by the right hand of the sun, which is a beautiful planet. I mean, we're so blessed to have this experience. And once you understand that this is just an experience, it can be very short or how, how, however long you want, then you make the best of it. Mm. Yeah, it sounds very uh, familiar with the book I'm reading. Actually, I have it here on my desk. Really? Called uh, The Shaman Sage. Shaman, Healer and a Sage. It's written by Alberto Villoldo. Yeah. He's a shaman from Peru as well. And I've, I've been reading a lot of books, and he's talking about um, the soul as being an individual thing. Everybody mm. has a soul mm-hmm. and his own purpose. And spirit being this overall collector of consciousness of wow. all those souls and didn't yeah. read the book and you see the the, uh, the answers are always it's like you ask yourself how if you put a mathematic math problem to a peruvian local and same problem in japan let's say mathematic or whatever and they both get to the same answer mm. because the answer is there already yeah it's it's, 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 it's universal it's universal mm. nothing yeah, that's so. What what is your opinion about um, us being here? Is everything predestined? Is everything, uh, you know, a lot of people have difficulty with taking life as it comes. Uh, mm-hmm. People want to grab on life, want to hold st- stuff. You know, nothing is uh, nothing is uh, forever. Everything is temporarily. A lot of people seem to have issue with that. Once you've done one of the plant medicines or you have one of those experiences for, with spirit, mm-hmm. people get more loosened up and more relaxed in living life as you know as it probably should be as an experience. Mm. So, what is your take on um, our life? Is everything predestined? Um, did you choose this life, or what is your opinion about it? I think we choose this life. I think we choose our parents. We choose the family that we're going to be raised. We choose the little piece of, of land or country that we we come to we kind of know what that experience or where that experience is going to take us what experiences we're going to go, we're going to go through not in detail mm-hmm. but we have the glance okay my mother is space cadet my father he pees in his pants good i'm going to, i'm going there yeah. So then you get uh, these old experiences with your brothers or sisters and, and all this. I believe there's like family souls, huge ones. And, and we make decisions to encounter again during this lifetime that we are not meant to remember. Sometimes we do mm. and we recognize. So every person that comes into your life, you have an agreement, even if it's apparently bad experience or good experience. Uh, to me, it's, there's no bad or good experience. It's just an experience. The attitude that you get 
to that experience is what makes it bad or good, the attitude. Uh, I want to make a little story here about uh, that, that point. Attitude is very important. There was this Chilean psychologist. Um, uh, she wrote uh, a book uh, about the gender gender difference, but I'm not going. I'm not going to go there. She was in the in the airport, and the flight was delayed. And uh, then she took some steps backwards, and she started just observing. And she saw this group of mainly men, of course, violent and shouting in front of the desk. Uh, she was she was saying this, and then she saw this group of uh, people in front of the of the counter and complaining and my flight they're gonna lose my connection and all the rage and then this other group was just sitting there having a sandwich and this other group family was there reading a magazine the flight was delayed that was the action and she was by the side that's observing so the message here is how can one action the delayed of a flight would create so many reactions mm. rage comfort reading observing and that depends on your attitude towards that action why is not everybody doing the same yeah so that is how i see it in your life it depends on the the, the attitude that you get everything comes from from outside you know emotions people create you an emotion or an action that creates an emotion and that emotion you choose i mean because reaction is unconscious somebody does a oh, you react but if your conscience is is i know it's not easy but it takes practice if you somebody come something comes to you then you you don't react you take action maybe you withdraw a little bit breathe something and then you go and you act take action consciously mm. It's like you go in the street and you're eating a banana. Well, that doesn't happen here, but in South America, if you're hungry, you're eating a banana, you open the window, you throw the peel. Unconscious, I need to throw, you throw. Conscious would be having a plastic bag and putting it inside and taking it home. But reaction is unconscious. Going back to your question, I think that we, we choose to come here to, to go through this beautiful school, uh, to go back in a better way to that source of sparks. That's my view. And uh, it's happening and nowadays very fast. I can see so many beautiful shining sparks uh, uh, bringing uh, awareness and awakening to people. Uh, and, and, and everything is predestined. predestined. I think that um, there's many paths like Let's say you want to go from here to Germany. There are many roads, maybe. Mm. They all exist. And every one of those options, when you take them, they exist. So there are many ways to go to Germany. But they are all there. Mm. Once you take that road, you're taking that destiny. Same in your life. There are many roads already there. Many options you can take. Once you take one, you can always switch. But once you take that, a lot of uh, happenings will go in that road yeah. that are already connected. The dots are there in that path. You don't see the dots because you're at the same height of the table. Yeah. But once you go, oh my gosh, this is connected to this. And then you understand the whole map of that path. That's, that's my view. And, uh, and you can change. 
remember this is already going there by the uh, this uh, scientist branch uh, that the mind really creates creates your reality it, neuroscience it, it, huh? neuroscience neuroscience and no uh, it's uh, i don't have the word at the, at the moment but uh it's really is proven that the, the the mind creates your your reality in many in even uh, experiments in the lab like the the uh, a wave you make the drop and then it goes a wave and it can go through these little channels you mean quantum mechanics quantum mechanics yes. mm. it really really is, is to me in my life it's really happened like that yeah i think a lot of people are not very aware of this hemp happening continuously like you were just saying like when when an airplane airplane uh, um, has a delayed everybody it happens so much in everybody's head and yeah. sometimes i'm thinking about the same like i'm sitting somewhere there are 30 people and then i know what i experience in my life all the thoughts that i have all the feelings all the pain all the happiness and then you have 30 people and they have family and it's yeah. just a huge pile of emotions and pff, it's unbelievable <coughs> yeah. i think that we are all uh unique among eight billion people eight billion sparks <laughs> different experiences at the end the same goal probably and uh, same goal same goal A any idea what that goal is awareness awareness awakening to take care of the planet take care of your own soul spirit and and maybe the aim is to be all one really what happens in ceremony i mean it's amazing that how can we were talking the other day so how can somebody that doesn't know you can wipe your butt without knowing you as as an act of service or clean your perch in the floor mm. without you knowing i mean it's it's so humble and um, what you feel at the very end is pure love in this uh, experiences so to me that is the aim to really be aware as a unit with so much love that it will really enhance the life in this little rock yeah. totally this is just little cells that are happening but imagine the world with this little beautiful experience all around it will just be something different totally different yeah it's funny like the word love is kind of people think it's um you know, hippie kind of bullshit and oh, we're talking about everything's love. But once you get into some kind of ayahuasca ceremony, you just understand mm. that in the end, you know, once you go deep into it, there's nothing else than just that. It's, that's what it's all about. It's really yeah, take away all the material stuff and all the thoughts and stuff. And you know. yeah, you're bringing some to my, something to my head that I always ask people at uh, the end. So how was it for you and the answer is always the same oh, everything is just love and this is so amazing because you come to this this healing ceremonies with so much layers it's like an onion mm. and she what ayahuasca does is she peels all these layers bit by bit and then at the end there's this core and the answer to my question how was it is 
everything is just love yeah. you see it very deep inside is that and i think a lot of people forget that uh, mostly it's about self-love yeah uh, because a lot of people they get into ceremonies with a feeling of like i'm not worthy i cannot do it oh, yeah. uh, i've been abused i've been uh, you know there's so much things that we think um we take a lot of things personal yeah and one of your uh, colleagues in the field i think his name is don don miguel ruiz who um, talks about self-love love like the toltec uh, toltec yeah, yeah, way toltec. and uh he writes writes about their vision about how you should behave and he has like four insights like one of them is like don't take things personally you know and um, um another one is like um be pure when you speak you know, like to always tell the truth don't get in trouble don't get in uh, because you will get in trouble when you don't speak the truth you know yeah and it's all and it's all about um yeah this pure self-love and people forget about self-love a lot because you cannot love other people if you don't even love yourself and i think i think a lot of people that will um engage in this kind of shamanism which is luckily coming up in the Western world a lot. It's coming back again, that's what we should say. You know what I find hard about that particular statement about self-love being the most important thing? While another thing that that you encounter when you go into the ceremonies is the annihilation of ego. Mm. And those two things sound a little contradictory because I I really need to love myself, which sounds like an act of ego. But at the same time, it kind of turns to teach you to let go of ego. That sounds, to me, that seems like a paradox somehow. Does that make any sense? No. Uh, yeah, of course. But again, uh, life is a paradox. Don't waste your time trying to understand it. Mm. <laughs> but we're going to go there, the ego. Uh, ayahuasca is a Quechua word. Quechua. Quechua is the word of the, the language of the Incas. It's not a Shipibo word that uh, Shipibo in the jungle they speak Shipibo. And that is because the Incas were pretty much uh, in the coast, in the mountain, and also in the, in the jungle, not so deep though. So there was a lot of interchange of uh, food and fruit and also these muscle plants. So the word ayahuasca means the rope of the dead or the rope of the, 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 the vine of the soul. So something dies in the ceremonies. In my experience, you go back in your past and you face again your pain, you face again your blockages, you face again something that happens in your childhood, sex abuse, bad parenthood, whatever, and that dies. You let go that past. And the other thing that dies is the ego. Maybe not totally. Last time I had a, a very nice, uh, I always uh, refer to the one that has to die is the ego. But there was this uh, ceremony in Italy and this uh, German uh, participant, which was a close friend, he, he shouted in the middle of the ceremony, I got it, the ego is God, he said. And I said, hmm, wow, it's totally opposite of what I, I am saying. But then again, I thought it over and I thought he was right. And this is linked to your question. And I put it like in a medi- and, um, science, uh, health, body health issue. There's bad cholesterol and good cholesterol. 
Entonces va Diego, me, 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 my car, my house, my job, my money, my and this good cholesterol, the good mm. ego, who is the one that links you to the source, mm. your identity. That is the one that has to stay and remain humble and honest without the bad cholesterol. Bad cholesterol is bad for your body. Good cholesterol is good because mm. it release it really makes blood go through. I don't know if that's yeah, also. sort of. Uh, and it, <laughs> maybe the, the the fact that these questions go through my mind is linked to something you said uh, right before we started recording. That um, I don't know if it's typically Dutch, maybe it's typically European or Western, but um, we seem to be hard nuts to crack in ceremonies. And I think that's related to that bit of reasoning that that my 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 ego part that we're so you know conditioned yeah. to maintain yeah. in this society. Yeah, you're right on that one. Uh, what I have experienced in these uh, couple of times that have come uh, is that uh, compared to what happens in the jungle, even for Europeans, it's, it's different. Uh, and the environment, I think, is, it has something to do. But again, what we have felt is that there's so much uh, contained uh, since uh, people from Europe, especially north, like Holland and Germany and Denmark, I don't the northern, the more closed, is because of all this repression and religion that is put in in the kids when there are kids, it's like a like a CD that they put inside, and then you have to fight all your life with those ideas and and that that has been already set, and it creates rage. It's very interesting that you say that because one of the discussions Wigan and I have a lot is I had a, a, a I grew up in a very small town. I had a Christian. Uh, I was raised Christian, mm -hmm. but I, they never baptized me. So I was in a Catholic school. I got the education, but I couldn't participate in the rituals, for example. Mm -hmm. And as a young kid, they already told me, hey, man, you're not going to heaven because you're not a Christian. <laughs> and one of the things we talk about a lot is that when I talk, uh, think about these things, I used to think, uh, I think a lot in terms of good versus evil, demons, devils, mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. And you take that along in your experience. And that's a big thing we're always talking about. And I think that relates to what you say, is that you get conditioned as a kid to think in these, well, polarities. Mm. You're yeah, either good or you're evil. And, and also where so it, it only works with fear. You just said it. If you do this, you're going to hell. Okay. And it's nothing about this. One of the messages is that you're not your actions, you're not your thoughts. A thought is just a thought in your brain. I mean, some people feel there's a lot of guilt. Oh, wow, this thought is a dirty thought. So what? Okay, you think it's gone. Or something you did, you're not what you do, you're not what you think, you're not your body, you're not your emotions, you're not what you have. I mean, it's, it's just uh, being aware that all these are tools to express yourself and to learn emotions depending on what attitude you have to it you learn from emotions you learn from pain you learn from joy so uh this is my view i mean yes you are very hard to open it's, uh, it really demands uh, like a big hammer in a nut <laughs> And then once, but once it's open, it is totally the same. And even deeper, you really become softer than people in South America, maybe, because you have been apart so long for that source that you really are, that you cling to it and embrace it. 
in a desperate way because wow it's, it's the same but you want it even deeper you miss it so and much this is amazing and beautiful that it's happening yeah so this is what a lot of people uh you know the word healing means like healing all mm. uh all experiences uh experiences from former lives maybe uh, family members that you yeah. know got into trouble and it's still in your system um And it's all kind of, um, I, re I read about this, they called it the luminous energy field, which is like your energy field around you. And you can basically see it everywhere. Like even in, in churches where they see, uh, you know, the... Um, oh, the you know, yeah, the auras, the thing, the thing like, the head. it's not about alignment. No, it's their aura. It's their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the you know, you see... thing you see. Yeah, yeah the round things around their neck. You see it in, uh, in old traditions in, uh, for the Incas, for the Mayas, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, for the Buddhists. You know, they all try to explain the same. And this, you have this luminous energy field, which is manageable through your ch chakras. Mm. I think that's your aura. What you're well, talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can actually well, photograph that. Your aura, yeah, that's your yeah, aura. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's manageable through your. It's accessible through your chakras. Um, but it, the luminous energy field also holds all kind of details uh, about you, previous lives, um, information about you, diseases. It stores everything. Uh, and it's a very interesting concept I've been learning about. And um, like for a shaman. Once in a ceremony, um, he is able to actually see into that, right? It's not like he's, he sees into your heart or whatsoever. It's basically what is around you. That's where the shaman can help you. Uh, uh, can you tell something about that? Like what, what happens when during, during a ceremony, when you look into someone yeah. as a person? How does that... Does anybody uh, want more tea, by the way? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, to that question... Mm. <coughs> I think the main uh, work of the shaman uh, is uh, by bending time and bending time and space in a ceremony. He takes you to through his energy and through his ikaros and his singing to different realms helping the medicine plan that you have taken to really work on where you need to be taken or what you need to be shown. And the main work that the shaman does is reunite what is split and separate. Mm -hmm. And this is, to me, we come to this world as a beautiful unit. As a, You can watch a baby is totally a unit, not contaminated. His body, his little body, his little bumping heart, his mind is so clean, and his spirit just came from the source. It's mm. just amazing. And then bit by bit, we start putting that apart. Our body is one thing, our heart is just emotions, not linked to the body, and our mind is full of, you, we know what, Um, bull da -da -da. and then our spirit is totally somewhere else sometimes we remember we go to church and so the work of the shaman is putting all these four things again together this we all create divisions there's groups are divided we divide ourselves from nature and environment we divide ourselves from our families we divide ourselves from what our life is meant to be we divide ourselves 
as body, heart, mind, and spirit. Everything's divided. Mm. And then disease comes. And you're stressed, and you don't know what you're doing here, and you don't know what the meaning of your life is because you're totally compartmented. So the work of the shaman is, and, and the master plans is reunite all this together again. Mm. And then you wake up. When they ask me what these medicine plants do, explain, I just say, it's like going through life like this, oh, I'm happy, my little Mercedes and or whatever brand, I'm sorry, uh, and my wife, and my house in the beach, and my 10,000 work, and then, pow! Uh-oh, this is nothing. And then you start, this is getting aware. Mm. Because you see, you can feel in the ceremony who you really are. You're not even your body, your body is down there. And then you start getting consciousness on your own life, bit by bit, on what you eat, who you walk with, who do you listen to, how to use your time. I mean, this we are really not aware of these things, really. I'm so sad sometimes because people, they live their lives as they are, as if they are never going to die, and they die without having even lived mm. like that. You look back in when you were in high school and it's like yesterday and it's, whew, where did it go? I mean, the, the thing that you really, the, one of the treasures that we really have that you cannot buy in the market is, is time. Yeah. So don't waste it. I mean, it's your life, your choice, whatever you want to do with it. You know? At the end, thank you. The only thing you, I mean, you spend all your life working, 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 money, 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 money. It's nothing wrong about it. I'm not judgmental. There's nothing wrong about it. But at the end, you arrive at the age 60, and then all the money you got, you start spending in medics and, and, and getting stress out of your life, and, and then all the money goes away again, mm. and you didn't enjoy, unless you did by working. It's good. Mm. But uh, I think, uh, to me, one of my views is just uh, just have enough. What, why do you want more than enough? Mm-hmm. Just own a little house, maybe in nature, your health, enough money for your older days, spiritual awakening, be sure that your loved ones are close and if they're not that they are good and share this is how I live my life Mm. very simple I don't need any more than that and I'm not a monk I'm just that's how I follow my path being humble and honest is very important to me and truthful the lies have very short legs very short legs and you're fooling yourself. It's like when you're in a ceremony, you you can never light ayahuasca. It's, uh, I remember my first time <laughs> some years ago. It was I mean it was so demanding physically and um, emotionally. I couldn't make it anymore. It was hours and hours, and I, I, I and I. So then my mind said, "Okay, thank you, thank you. I'm 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 saved. I'm healed. Thank you very much." Because I couldn't go any further. Thank you, mother. And then she said, oh, you're done, huh? 
what about this one? And what about that one? And what, oh my God, I said, no. And so this is the same what you do in life. I mean, who do you fool when you try to fool somebody? Mm. You're fooling yourself. Can we talk about? Um, Sorry, <laughs> no, 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 no worries. Uh, what you what you just mentioned is uh, intriguing to me. Uh, she, uh, you, you say she shows me certain things. Yeah, and by that you mean Mother Ayahuasca. Yeah, there's a little doubt there. No, no. How would you describe that entity? Because uh, I think uh, it's a she because uh, it's feminine, of course. And I think uh, once you get to see her. With a, you really do with a lot of respect because she vibrates so much love and healing and, and awareness and knowledge. And people call her mother or grandmother because she's like a mother. She kicks your butt, but then she soothes you as a mother at the end. And this is linked to the three worlds. Uh, I was getting going there in the, if you allow me to develop this one. Uh, in the very old days, the, the before the Incas, these master plants like San Pedro, Ayahuasca, uh, were taken in this uh, big ceremonial place in, in the coast of Peru. Big, huge, only, uh, built for this purpose and they would do the ceremonies underground in very dark tunnels there was no light at all not even candles and there was little sub channels to the elders play these shells the, at, the, at the outside the pututos they would sound and vibrate everything and also water channels to produce noises so you will be taken faster I think it would be doing the same as the Icaros, probably, which are the, the songs from the jungle. But the message is that only the elite of those communities were allowed to go through these medicine plants. And now, what's happening? It's coming to Europe, and everybody that takes their own decision can come to it. So maybe she's also preparing the new elite I believe I can feel that but the point is that um, <clears throat> this is linked to that communities and, 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 and the elite will go in these processes go into that realm get the, this important information not only for themselves but for the community and that's why the summons in, in, the, in, the, in the Tibet will do also through different uh, plants or mushrooms or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. But then they will come back and this immensely important information was applied in the communities. And the little tribes around will come and plead them to go through that so they can go back to their communities and also share their knowledge. But I was going to go to the, the word ayahuasca, which is Quechua, and I explain what it is and something has to die. But the Incas really have their cosmovision of the cosmos, of course, uh, based on the three worlds, which is very common in many, many cosmovisions. But how could this, they see these three worlds so clear and differential through these plants? That's my belief, because 
ayahuasca what does she takes you to these three realms which are as you call pachamama which is the the, the earth this or or um, mama pacha then is the hanam pacha which is the higher world in quechua hanan which is ruled by the condor and it takes you the big bird helps the spirits to go to that realm in that in that that place and then there's this world which is the kai pacha in quechua again which involves the past the present and the future and shows you everything that has happened behind uh, before now and, and what are your options as we were talking before and which is ruled by the puma very strong and agile and the underworld or the urimpacha which is kind of maybe the darkness or the things that you have to face which is ruled by the snake so it's not that to me a good ceremony will be the one that you go through these three realms not necessarily in an order sometimes she always just takes you to the upper world and you're at bliss sometimes you go down and you you, you kind of block yourself there or sometimes she takes you in, in the different realms mostly to me the structure is going down really down facing whatever you need to face then understanding what happened in the past what's happening now when you are what are your options and then you go at bliss and you soothe that is to my view of what is a, a very good experience one of the most asked questions we get from fans who are uh, listening or watching to our ayahuasca episode is like do you know a perfect place where i can go where i don't have a bad trip uh, because I'm afraid for bad entities and demons and all that kind of stuff. And then, <laughs> can you give your, uh, vi- yeah, your vision yeah. on that one? So we have our answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that it is very delicate. Uh, now I can see that a lot of people go to the jungle for one dieta or do some work some months and then they come back to the countries and they start, uh, they, they become shamans and they start doing ceremonies. This is a very delicate issue, very delicate. It, is, it has its risks. There's a lot of things you, you have to deal with and you need to know and learn how to deal with uh, physically in your body and also energetically in the, in the, in the space because this is a cleansing. The old masters, maestros, they will never mention, let's go drink ayahuasca. No. They would talk within themselves, hey, let's go have the purge. It was called the purge because it is a purge. I mean, when you cannot go to the toilet for three days, you're constipated. What do you take? A purgent. When do you purge your soul? So this is a purge for the soul. I mean, 50 years or 30 years and you have never purged your soul once, Hmm. but you purge your stomach once in a while. The soul needs to be purged as your body, as your heart, your mind also needs to be purged for so many stupid things. Hmm. Like you need a valve here to purge. And... uh, so uh, 
<coughs> that is the purge and uh, I got lost here what was the, the question? question was like people are afraid okay, to have bad, bad trips or yeah so again uh, be cautious of where you go you put in your your life in your your energy in somebody else's hands you need to ask who is this person what is his background who is he being taught by the maestro how many time how, how long has he been doing his if he's got sometimes when people have some issues it is known that has something has happened during his ceremony or her ceremony so yes be be serious on on, on on getting some feedback and, and and references on where you're going I don't think there's a special place I, I don't I'm not from here but one good place is going to one of the Amazonian countries Brazil Peru Colombia mm. it's a, but even then you have to be very cautious there's a lot of things going on in the even in the natives. Yeah. There's a lot of things. You need to be very careful. Yeah, I read about that um, because um, the gain in, well, let's call it popularity of uh, ayahuasca. Yeah. There's ayahuasca a lot of tourism. tourism. Yeah. And a lot of opportunists are actually, you know, they, they say they're authentic shamans, but they're really not. And they turn on their iPhone with a few Icaros you can find on Spotify, for example. Yeah. And that's your ceremony. They learn uh, like some months and they have the skin color and the features and they put some feathers and then there are shamans and mm. and this very, very, very delicate. We're dealing here with uh, an energetic award. So it's not about, you can buy a, a ayahuasca in the market in Peru. There's a, um, in this town, there's a smart shop where you can actually buy it. Yeah. But, you can buy both ingredients there. But again, this is very important what is the energy that was put when this ayahuasca was cooked was there respect on cutting the vine was there you asked permission to cut this vine and and, and pay respect and smoke it and, and and express your intention to use it mm. this is very important or is it just cutting it for greed and producing a couple of bottles and selling them in the market probably that i mean the energy that the i mean if this medicine can take you to that realm, you don't think that she can take the energy that you put in when you're cutting it and producing it? It's all about the intention. Yeah. Of good course intentions. she does. Yeah. And then probably that is not a good medicine to be drunk mm. because it has a bad energy. And, uh, I, oh, but sorry. I want to finish that one mm. on bad, bad uh, trips. When you go to some person that really do not know how to manage, this can happen. There's a lot of energies moving around in that space. The one that holds the ceremony needs to be aware, needs to face what you're going through. The person also drinks. He needs to be in the same realm. I put it like it's having one foot in this realm and having the other foot in the other realm. And, and then you can feel where everybody is and you know when you have to approach somebody or when you have to give the space to this other person or when you need to to, to sing certain ikaro but uh, but also uh, if you have a, a good uh, worker i don't think there's bad trips you can get a bad trip if the person doesn't know how to handle but if the person have to, knows you you can have difficult moments or face a lot of darkness but mm -hmm. to me, there's no bad trip on that regard with a person that knows because you're taking what you need to be taken. It can be hard, but no bad trip. 
Yeah, I think bad trip is very subjective. I mean, if you don't want to face your own demons, exactly. you're probably going to have a bad trip anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I, li- I like the concept about the intention for making ayahuasca. I talked to a shaman before about um, uh, the use of cocaine. Yeah. Like, uh, with the use of cocaine, a lot of things are involved, like blood money, murdered people, uh, oh. deforestation, uh, you know, extortion, all this criminal stuff. And, and re- once you sniff cocaine, yeah. you sniff that literally into your spirit. Totally. Hmm. So that's so true. Uh, I had a friend also on that regarding, and uh, he told me about his experience with cocaine and everything. And then, in one experience, in one ceremony, she, ayahuasca took me to the jungle, and she showed me this is what people get in their noses. And there was because of the rage of the white man coming to the natives and taking their land and everything there's rage even in the new generations there is rage and hatred so what she showed me was these natives walking on top of because they pressed the leaves with their feet and barefoot and only in their underwear and she was showing look and they were talking between themselves and saying yeah let these gringos put this in their noses and they were spitting the in the coca leaves and and urinating the coca leaves and all this was and i said wow this energy is what gets in you and all the murder and the greed and the conning this is what you put in your system you can have a nice flash sniff and go but be behind that it goes in your energetic field and you don't you don't have a clue yeah. it starts growing and growing and growing and it's very difficult to get rid of it yeah i really recommend not to go in there something that goes beyond the eyes and uh, oh, totally. other people don't totally. you know, i have um uh, regarding to the, the subject we were just on um concerning ayahuasca in ceremonies with less experienced shamans um, in that same vein um, I went to a ceremony once uh, and there was a there was someone present that told the maestro that he did it alone in his home yeah uh, and well the shaman the maestro didn't really like that particular statement because basically what I heard was it was it's dangerous mm. is that something you would, would subscribe to and why would that be dangerous for you this is a very deep work you even in a group when you hold when you are with a chamber you face so strong and deep things you imagine facing that without somebody taking care of you you will go down crazy mm. you when you're in the ceremony, you're there, and sometimes you look at the, at the shaman and say, okay, okay, it's good, everything's good. Because there's this presence, mm. you know? But imagine going in those realms without having somebody there for you. It's yes. very, very not, not a good idea. Mm. You will open doors that you are not meant to open unless you have somebody to help you go through. Ayahuasca is just a key. She is a key that is put in your hands to go dive very deep in the deepest fibers of your soul and it is up to you to open those doors that were locked for so long in your childhood 
Sometimes you find little beautiful diamonds and pearls, but they are so dusty that you need to clean by this purge. Sometimes you see a little child totally abandoned of your childhood, and you don't want to go there. It's up to you. Ayahuasca only is 10% of this work. 90% is your work. Mm. If you don't want to work, nothing happens. Mm. It's not like a magic stick. No. Yeah. Do you, do you agree with me that um, um, ayahuasca can be addictive for some people to have the experience? I mean, we, we talked about like uh, people going to ceremonies where they just put on the music. They're mm. not actually doing the work, you know, that, like, can, yeah. you, can you go, um, I go think on that? that it could be <coughs> in Peru. <coughs> there are some towns in the mountain that they're even doing little ayahuasca parties. They drink very little. They go there in the realm, but it's very disrespectful, really. This is a sacred plan, has a, a, an aim to give you awareness and, 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 and heal your soul is not to have fun. I mean, it's, it's a bad use of it. And I think everything that you use in a bad way, you have to pay back sooner or later. Mm. Uh, if you do the right work, I don't think you can get addicted to it because you know this is a very hard work. Yeah. Nobody can get addicted doing the right work. Mm. If you take it for fun, the risk is... Sometimes you drink very little and you really get no control over it. Yeah, I, th I think a lot of people will use it. And addiction is not really the word, like you use it every week, but it's more like people go to an ayahuasca ceremony, everything is rainbow and butterflies, hmm. and they go out and they don't do the work. They don't do the 90%. Yeah. You know? And then they live on to the next ceremony where they... <laughs> Yeah, you know, go back into space again, have a good time, and yeah, they just don't really evolve with it. That's kind of uh, I've seen that a few times though. Yeah, that happens also depending on the who is uh, holding the ceremony and leading the ceremony because anybody can invite uh, these plants. So you just sit in front and invite and learn some beautiful songs or now maybe you put a city or something because it will really will open you in one or another way it would open you so why are you opening yourself for to enjoy with beautiful music and oh this is so nice or to do work mm. and that work in my view is and in my little experience is done through the Icaros. And, and the Icaros have such a powerful uh, energy. It brings the, the, the jungle to the space. Icaro means, is misused because uh, Icaro means the, the healing inner breath is the, the healing life breath. It's like, phew, this is the Icaro. The song is the Mariri, which is the marriage with the spirits of the plants and of the animals. But anyway, through the Icaro or the Mariri, the one that is singing becomes the vine mm. so that Mother Ayahuasca can come through you to the space and do the work. This is what it does. 
how can she come if you put a CD? How can she come if you just play your beautiful little guitar and little love songs? She likes the music from the jungle. That is why you use a chacapa. Chacapa, and these very little people know, it's not a name. Yeah, it is a name, but it's, it's the name of a bush in the, in the jungle named chacapa. So those leaves are from the chacapa tree, mm-hmm. and then this is called chacapa, which is a very, very old tool of healing and of cleansing the body and the aura. Why? Because it brings the sounds of the jungle. And very little know, people know this. When you do the chacapa, it brings the leaves, the rain, and the wind of the jungle at the same time. And then it creates the environment, plus the cuddles to be in the space. Mm. Totally different than from pulling a CD or from just playing. I'm not saying this is not good. I'm not comparing. I'm very respectful. There are some people that like to work with their own music and guitars, and it's beautiful. They go to the heart and they put you at bliss. This is not a traditional work. Mm. My I'm more in the traditional work, which really takes you to the three worlds of the three realms, and you really do a very deep work. That's my view. How does the Ikaro um, exist? Is it something that you can learn? Is it something that you get your own personal Ikaros from Mother Ayahuasca? Or? Yeah, very good question. Uh, to do this work, seriously, I think... You either have it or you don't have it. It's not something that you can learn if you don't have the energy. Maybe you can do a little show, you know, but really having the strength to do this work, I think you either have it or you're not. And that's what my maestro told me once. And uh, you can feel it. You can feel when somebody's performing and... It's, it's just a performance or you can feel the trembling of the space with somebody's energy holding. It's really a... It's like a rock trembling in the whole space. Only the presence, even without singing, is really... Wow. And um, they, the singing and the carols, I my view is that uh, they totally come from this from the being up in that realm the the the, the plants start communicating with you the plants the medicine and the master plants start singing for you tones that you don't even understand and there's certain plants you are there and you hear this and then you say wow and you grab that tone and then some other tone and then when you you are here you 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 write down because if you don't it goes away and then you that is your Ricardo. It's, it came to you there are of course Ikaros of the maestros and the other and the elder elder maestros that come through generations you don't need to change them because it's totally proven that they have so much strength and they work every time they're there. Mm-hmm. I have seen it. They work. So why change it? Sometimes you do. 
because it, no, nobody is the same and you put a little bit here and a little bit there but it's the same essence and it really makes the whole ceremony tremble but there is also when you walk on this path they will start coming to you even in the day in the toilet I have so many recordings of just tones that you're there and so you're so open they just come mm. and in the jungle last time I understood so many things I was in uh, uh, yeah uh, April I think yeah and then in the morning because you're totally in the jungle these little huts it's just uh, mosquito nets in the roof and you wake up at five in the morning and then all the bears are there and they talk to you the wind of the leaves and then you bring these sounds to the ceremony and when you're there that you know it's, it's not performing it's the noise that you already embrace to bring the jungle to the space and this time the birds were so present like I have recordings and I went oh wow and, and I was recorded and then I went through it and it was and then there was this other bird wrong 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 and then you start wow and then I record them and, and really there was a strong ikaro because then they start developing like this bear was and then I, I started it in the same very morning and I said wow these sounds and I went room room Room. This is an ikaro from the birds. This is exactly what every shaman will tell you the same. Like, where did you learn? The jungle taught me, or the plants exactly. taught me. So I really enjoy you. I really <laughs> this enjoy awesome. this telling you telling this process because it's a uh, uh, it's such a mind blowing thing. You can't wrap your head around. Yeah, it. You're but, um, really aware of noises and the little frog, and you put all these noises together and in a beautiful Mikado Because if you come from that source, it doesn't have to be a beautiful Ikaro or a, or a beautiful singing. Mm. That's what Mother Ayahuasca told me. Because sometimes you see some people, they don't have the tune, but she said, it doesn't matter about singing good or bad. It matters about singing with the heart. Mm. And then it will tremble. Then it will tremble. So then that's it, the Ikaro. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to go back a little to um, the Murray Murray Ree thing. Okay, because um, if I understand the translation correctly, it's the power of the plants, the spirit, the marriage of this with the spirit of the plants. Yeah, 
one of the things that um, I remember from my visions was a very distinct plant intelligence, something that was like, you know, not, 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 not an animal, it was plant-like. And um, <coughs> you've talked about the master plant. Would you consider plants um, to be conscious or have a consciousness? Well, I totally consider they have a spirit and they have consciousness. I mean, they have been here in this realm, I think, 500 million years before us, since the beginning of the beginning. So they have, I truly believe that we as humans pass our genes to our sons, but not only our genes, but every single experience that you have had in your life and this is an experience that has been done and it was brought by Deepak Chopra in, in some YouTube video and I saw it and they, she, he was saying that they made an experiment with these mice uh, that they will give uh, these little leaves that they, they will love these little leaves but every time they will approach they will put electric shots mm. to this generation mice and they got kids, or little mice, and the next generation, without knowing about these leaves, they mm. will approach and they will run away. Mm. And it lasted for five generations, that fear to these leaves without even have tried it. So I believe, of course, plants have a spirit and they transfer it and transfer it to the next generations. They have even discovered this, this webnet underground that is um, comprised by mushrooms, and that's how they communicate the, to the roots. It's like their internet. And the internet. And there's also this experiment of a, of a, a shop, uh, uh, the one that cuts the trees in the woods. Mm -hmm. How do you call this man? Lumberjack. Yeah, the, who he, he comes with his ox, and, and they have put this little, uh, uh, testers in the trees and they can test all the vibrations and when this man comes with an attitude of cutting the trees they go crazy <laughs> some days later this same man comes with the same axe with no attitude of cutting the trees flat that is very interesting so they can so really feel your attitude and again these master plants have such a knowledge I mean how can this it's a vine, it's just a vine. Mm. Have this power of going and taking you in these realms that really exists. And I will put it this way. If you have a, some experience with marijuana, and I have some experience with marijuana, you have your own journey, I have my own journey. Maybe you see blue elephants and I will see pink pigs. But how can, by taking this brew, you both can see the same, mm. meaning it exists. I mean, it's mostly the same images. The realm, your messages and your visions are very personal, but the realm itself is mostly the same for everybody. Yeah. And it's the real world. Wow. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually glad you, you brought that particular, uh, particular one up because... Um, what I found most fascinating about um, the ayahuasca and DMT experiences before I even 
went through it is that if you look at all the people experiences uh, experiencing it the visions do have strong very strong similarities like oh, yeah. snakes for example are mm -hmm. a, a strong part of it but also um octopods uh, and even and i found that interesting um Myself, I saw, it sounds strange, but interdimensional space robots. And that brings me to the beginning of the podcast where I heard you say something about the source for this yeah. particular little planet. Yeah. Um, I got the distinct impression that it was much broader than just Mother Earth, that it, there's oh, yeah. an entire realm out there and that almost certainly alien life exists and that you can actually sort of meet it in these visions. Yeah. How do you look at that? These, all these kinds of entities that you seem to encounter. You could almost start a catalog. Yeah, I think that um, one of the things that are always pressing out the, the planets and the universe, even uh, outer space life, some people see ETs and flying saucers. Some people might say that it's in their minds or something they have read, but I don't think so. It happened to me also. I think there is a source we don't know yet still where the life came from. Some people say it came from planets and like viruses. Some people said we were seeded by external life. It doesn't matter. Uh, what matters is that whatever you see up there is totally true. I mean, it's and, and as, again, why do we all see the same? Once in a while you will go in the planets. Once in a while you will go and see the snakes. I mean, what does jungle has to do in Holland? There's mm -hmm. no jungle. How can you have that experience so deeply and see the animals in the jungle and the trees and the leaves? Mm. Meaning that there is this spirit that is there showing you, taking mm. you to her house. Come, do your work. Yeah, there's two 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 schools of thought on that one. I think there's the, the ones that the call, they call it a cultural bias by reading about it. Yeah. It's, it's almost like you influence your experience. Yeah. But on the other hand, where do these first experiences come from? Because, you know, someone needs to write them down. And then another guy has the same experiences, writes it down as well. But they might not have known about each other's experiences. And then you start seeing these patterns emerge. And I found that very interesting. Well, I'm going to tell you my own experience. When I first saw her face, really saw her face during the ceremony, beautiful always young woman, green, beautiful features. She always hides between the leaves. You can only see her eyes looking at you. you know? She speaks with the features. Sometimes she's smiling and sometimes she's like, hmm. Then you have to get a little worried when she's like, really, you, you Hide. <laughs> what's coming now, you know? But, uh, what I, what I was amazed is that I never saw a picture. I never saw one drawing. I was never involved in this. Never, ever. And never saw a picture. And I saw her. And then I went back to the city in Pucallpa. And there was this man of the Pablo Amaringo school, a student. And he was, had some visions painted. And then I was looking at this and I said, what? How can she be there? I mean, this is what I saw. You saw her in a painting. Exactly the same face. How can that be? And I never saw one paint anything at mm -hmm. all, ever. Never read about it either. So this is the message. How can that happen? Mm. Meaning it has to be real. Mm. 
Incredible. Yeah. How do you go through a ceremony uh, when all those people have their emotions, they have their thing going on? Sometimes you have ceremonies with 30 people, 20 people. Um, these emotions are floating around everywhere mm-hmm. in that small space. Um, how exhausted are you after a ceremony? Like you're basically you're looking, you're tapping into those emotions, you're doing the healing work. Um, how does that affect you as a as a as a, as a, as a shaman? leading leading? Uh, it's very. You need to be really centered. I don't think that it's possible to do a ceremony when you're having a bad day or you don't feel really in the mood. It's, it's, it's better not to do it. It won't come up. It will be maybe a bad ceremony. It's why sometimes uh, you don't need to be around so many people or having this problem or whatever. You just need to be at ease. It's, I mean, I'm talking to me before the ceremony. And when you go there and you're ready... It's always demanding. It's always demanding. You face a lot of things when you go with the smoke and the, and the chacapa, really nasty things. That's why sometimes at the middle of the smoking you have to really go perish because it really, you, I think you absorb these things. You absorb these things and, and you can feel. Sometimes you smoke and there's okay this person and this okay and then you go this and oof, wow and you can feel all this smut coming out from the person that really really almost makes you perish on top of the person is that because they were evil or did something that wasn't what right i see or? is uh is dirt i mean really shit coming out from this body yeah. I really feel that I don't want to go go close. So just, you know. I remember your uh, famous words to me. I saw a lot of dirt. <laughs> you have to stay another day. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember that too. But you are exhausted afterwards, right? It's just you are like exhausted. Sometimes uh, you really have a headache the next day. It's very, 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 very energetically demanding hmm. and involving that you really get some things and and, and lately I have been after ceremonies uh, a headache this is uh, something very common mm. well, that will go through the you need to know to protect yourself and, and also call your allies every person leading the ceremony has allies in certain plants, in certain animals. You cannot do it yourself. I think, look, the last ceremony I was in the jungle, I really got the message. It's nothing about the space holder or the leader or the shaman. This, this to me. I may be totally wrong, but this is the message that came to me. I'm nothing. I'm just an instrument and a tool mm. for them to come and do the work. We just open the doors for people to know Mother Ayahuasca. Even the best shaman, nothing. We just, the more connected and open you are, 
the better and stronger you get. Mm. This is my view. Last time I was taken by her in the jungle, very strange because I hardly go to the jungle in my ceremonies and she was leading me into this path and then there was a secondary path, dark, and she was just standing here, floating. I'm so happy when she's there, not always. And then from this other path, a face came very old, uh, green always, but with uh, shipibo hair and beard. And this face whoosh, came to me like this, floating and uh, like looking at me. And then going back, and then another person, another, and there were all oh, these, I knew there were masters, and I was so humble and so little. And she never talks, but she communicates. She said, yes, these are all the masters that worked for me before you and all the others. These. And it was so much strength in these maestros that I, was, I felt like a little ant. Mm. And the message was, this is a sacred space. Nobody comes that easily here. You are not to bring any bullshit or darkness in this space. So take care of your actions. That was a mess. And they said, so now you think you're going to blow the smoke. You're not blowing anything. We are going to blow through you. Wow. That was a mess. Mm. And then that day I really opened myself and... I understood that it's, it's this, this, I mean, if this realm exists, of course these older and older maestros are there. Totally. So that, that triggers me. So if that is, is that, if that is true, <coughs> then, and they work through you, then why do you think there is this current um, movement from the jungle to the West? What's the plan? Are we moving towards somewhere? Is there some sort of... I think What's going that, on? I think that, uh, as you said, there is this tourism uh, trend, people making profit of it. Sometimes you're lucky, you get to the right place, sometimes you're not. It's, 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 I mean, it's you that are taking your decision. You have to be aware in your senses, where am I going? Maybe you are meant to go through Naras. But the, well, your question is that I think that now it's time for her to come out of the jungle. And that's what is happening. It's, she's coming out of the jungle. I can see it in many places, many countries, that people are coming to heal, mainly to heal their soul, not, not so much the body diseases. But to me, the worst disease in the world is not uh, Ebola or cancer or, or AIDS, it's the lack of consciousness. This is the really disease which she's, she's really healing by making people aware. Aware of what? Aware of their lies, aware of what they are not and who they really are and aware of the, 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 the meaning of their lives. I mean, that's, that's it. And uh, as I was talking about allies, and you, you, you have your allies, animal allies. In my case, I have the first animal that came to me, which I believe is the, your tutor, your, your, your 
totem animal was the eagle and the eagle is not from the jungle well there are some eagles in the jungle too and it was a bold eagle always there the eagle in every ceremony mm. and then the wolf also which is from the northern hemisphere but she helped me when I was a participant and now she helps me by working through me in every ceremony she's there so powerful and transforming and I think that is what is done any questions you have an interesting office (laughs) (laughs) one hell of a job yeah that's funny can you um well this is actually not my job uh i i work doing architecture and building this is uh, something i do from the heart to bring some light and healing to the people that need them i'm not gonna save the world at all I'm not, I don't have the truth, I'm not a preacher. This is something that is shared from the heart with people that are ready. This, mm. is, this is it. You were asking something, can you, I, I, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, um, I don't know what I wanna ask, but um, last time um, you got me and Michelle uh, on a path um, by just mentioning the word Amazonian alchemist. Okay. And. Um, I'd like you to uh, to uh, uh, explain that a little bit, like uh, the word Amazonian alchemist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ref- can you uh, t- tell yeah. people what you were referring to? Uh, this is a word that um, was brought up by uh, in the jungle by a maestro, and he would say that uh, is he will like better instead of uh, ayahuasquero or palero or vegetalista he will say that the people that really knows this uh, holds this knowledge are plant alchemists because they transform through the preparation of this brew in this golden brew to invite to people they transform and going to that history is very interesting to get to think on how these natives which probably thousands have died on the search of this brew because there's 150,000 different plants in the jungle 150,000 how can you get to know that this one plus this one, mm. putting them together among 150,000 are the ones that do this work? None, there's no other two, which is the ayahuasca vine and the chacruna. On those days when the Spanish came, this is a story that was told to me, they call it ayahuasca, which means that the vine of the dead, but the uh, the oldest natives before the Spanish would call it ayahuasca, which has a different meaning. Means the brew for the soul. And chacruna, which is in, in reality chukuruna, means to look inside. So you put the two together and it's the brew for the soul to look inside. Mm. Nobody wants to look inside because they find so much void, but they are not aware that only looking inside they are going to find something. 
so <coughs> uh, yeah that's it more or less uh, I think Amazonian alchemists that's what uh, it's, 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 uh, it's the brew uh, uh, it's transforming these plants into this this brew uh, what uh, yeah, yeah they, they play they, they like you transform lead in, in gold mm -hmm. uh, you transform these leaves and vine into this brew that uh, it has a way to be done a way to be cooked a time uh, when to harvest how to harvest the intention and, and everything that it, it will make it really transforming gold uh, so the 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 there's there's a, a myth on this regard of how they got to to really mix these plants and there, there was a this is a tale of the natives that they say that there was this shaman or salmon or elder in this community tribe and he would kill and, and give advice and, and he was the four things a seer a warrior a healer and a maestro and then he was already old and he was going to pass so the community come came to him and said but you're going to die soon so what are we going to do how, how are we going to manage without you and he would say well yes i will pass very soon so whenever that happens i want you to go in the jungle and look for this vine that will be climbing in the tree that will be me but that will be not enough when my wife will pass you have to go to the jungle and look for these leaves which are the chakruna leaves and then when you put us both together again we will do the work for you oh. this is a beautiful story mm. some others say that it came in a in a vision of course there is the other version that just by looking to nature because if you see the otorongo you there's a video on youtube he goes and, and eats the ayahuasca native and the chakruna and then you see this big cat is laying down and having it's totally in the realm out rongo so by looking at the animals same as martial arts they looked at the animals and martial arts came on uh, uh, is that I think they got to, to see by, also by try and error there was this other tale this is amazing mm. there was this bird uh, wanting to catch uh, uh, fish and was standing in this branch so he saw uh, I don't remember so good but something about this frog with poison uh going in the in the in the water in the river and then the fish will die and he will grab this fish and and then he will eat it so the bear was looking that and then he said oh so he flew and grabbed the the frog and put it in her skin so by swimming the, he will get the fish but the poison got the bird Mm -hmm. and not the fish and he died so this is try and error so a lot of natives lots of generations probably have died on trying this and this other plan until they finally got these two cool 
Yeah, it brought a lot of change to our lives as well, obviously. Mm. And um, in our last ceremony, we decided to uh, to start a foundation called Amazonian Alchemist. Wow. Which is going to be an online platform where we go into shamanism and all this stuff that you know shamans all over the world do. Yeah. Uh, but it's also going to be a foundation for uh, next to our company where we uh, will um, donate a, a part of a profit to social projects in the Amazon or wherever mm. it is needed, because I don't think um, it is, you know, it's needed everywhere. It's not just yeah. one place. So um, yeah, we're going to launch it. I think this interview is going to be the, this, it's gonna, just going to be the first interview on that platform also. Yeah. Wow. So uh, that's going to be really, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting platform and I'm looking forward to do some, uh, some of the project that we, we were planning ahead. Yep. Blessings on that one and congratulations. This is a very nice uh, work and path that you're taking. Yeah. Uh, well, you're a big part of it. So that's... Uh, that's <laughs> Thank good. you for inviting me. One more question out of my curiosity. I mean, uh, I've been a huge fan of uh, Graham Hancock. He's been one of the inspirations that um, uh, why we actually started this podcasting, why I started listening to podcasting. Uh, for the people that don't know Graham, Graham is an English author uh, who actually um, tries to turn around everything about history that has been written so exactly. far. Um, he's looking at pyramids, old uh, ancient buildings, and about yeah. you know, his opinion is that we're a, we're a species with amnesia. Mm. And that a previous higher civilization uh, has probably built um, you know, part of the pyramids and all these ancient structures. Yep. You've been in contact with Graham Hancock. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it was... Uh it's not that he's my close friend. We just, uh, I think, friends. We met in, in Peru, in Puno, two years ago. He went uh, to give some lectures on consciousness and also, of course, in ayahuasca. And uh, I happened to took him and his wife to these uh, hidden ruins that he wanted to go. He was really, I mean... I managed to open uh, through the guard some cages that were closed to public and he was like a little kid in, in the <laughs> playground. He was, wow, picturing all these uh, old paintings in the rock. Mm. Very, very old, 5,000 years old. And then we came to this picture that was a birdman, a shaman with open arms, a beak, and the feet were like the three... Uh, claws of the bird this was a shaman and he went crazy with that one he really went crazy because it was a shaman two three thousand years ago with so clarity and we have seen this picture in other places also in 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 peru in in in, uh, in pisac mm. <coughs> no i'm sorry in uh, in puno in uh, other uh, places very very present so i i th we had uh, talked uh, a little bit uh, with graham uh, he said he was coming back and he wanted my support on visiting these ruins but but again the main thing is that he uh, came into this path i have read his history and he he was driven to the jungle He's drunk ayahuasca, as he says himself, more than 50 times. It really helped him with his uh, marijuana issues. Yeah. Uh, he thought before that he needed to smoke marijuana to write, but it was totally the opposite. When he dropped it, he was much more productive, much more centered, and really getting to know in a very clear way where he was going in his writing. And... Uh, 
now he's going to be in uh, Romania, Bucharest, which uh, me and a friend and some friends are coming. Uh, he's, he's, as you said, he always uh, brings, uh, uh, he's a very, very deep uh, conscious researcher on antique consciousness being mm -hmm. hidden from very old civilizations. And he is a researcher. He was just a novelist, but now through ayahuasca, he's become a really a real uh, uh, whistleblower on, on, on all these uh, um, old uh, civilizations uh, hiding things in, in so many ways. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, he's uh, doing a very, very good work on, on, on giving these lectures all around the world. Yeah, I think his new book, um, Fingerprints of the Gods, has been uh, Released, re uh? repressed again with more info and stuff. So it's really interesting about old civilizations drawing maps that are calculated so well that even the today's Air Force uh, yeah. claims to have like you, you need machines from you know from today yeah. in order to do this, and mm. they added like. Uh, written down on uh, I don't know goatskin or something you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, really yeah. interesting and I like this book Supernatural as well where he goes into shamanism and where uh, old civilizations or older tribes go into um, higher consciousness through uh, you know being in a cave or yeah. doing mushrooms doing mm. ayahuasca so yeah it's fascinating stuff mm. I think we're gonna um, end this podcast with a song right yeah um, uh, okay. that would be fun um, we have a guitar. We have a guitar. We actually wrote a guitar yeah. for you. <laughs> Just some final words. Uh, I think it's a blessing that our nowadays civilization is looking backwards into the natives' knowledge. There's a lot of truth. There's a lot of ancient knowledge uh, that is coming back to us bit by bit and that I believe will really help to heal this uh, ill civilization that we're going through bit by bit. So there is a heart from the song for you, and thank you for having me. We get in Michel. Yeah. I was just, just going to close out with a song. So uh, for our listeners, thank you for listening, and uh, please visit our sponsor, Nutrifit.com. Uh, where you can have access to all kinds of supplements that will help you optimize your body and your brain. Um, <coughs> we have secret content. We also also ask our, uh, cost our customers, <laughs> you're not a customer, our guests, uh, we ask them a secret question or two. And uh, once you subscribe to our uh, website with an email, you get access to that. So uh, we will ask those questions later to you, Gino. Okay. Um, but thank you so much for uh, sharing your story here with us. And yeah. I'm sure we're going to meet up uh, again in this world and in another world. So uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. I want to make clear that this is a song uh, from the Bolivian group, the Carcas, and we just performing. Y por las mañanas 
Yo veo en tus ojos el brillo de tu alma color solitario. Déjame decirte que en mis pensamientos yo llevo tus sueños y tus sentimientos y mi alma siente morirse pequeña. Quiero hablarte de mi tierra, quiero hablarte de ríos y sueños celestes, hablarte del viento y sus cantares, del amor de las flores a la tierra mojada. por esa ventana la ira 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 Ventana, déjame mirarte por esa ventana y por las mañanas yo veo en tus ojos el brillo de tu alma color solitario. Déjame decirte que en mis pensamientos yo llevo tus sueños y tus sentimientos y mi alma siente morirse pequeña quiero hablarte de mi tierra quiero hablarte de ríos y sueños celestes Hablarte del viento y sus cantares, del amor de las flores a la tierra mojada. Déjame mirarte por esa ventana. 